been looking for a place to volunteer? Well, the Sunday School Outreach Committee is like the offer. It is a place where everyone can participate. So if you are free for just one day or you need to run in, volunteer real quick, and then run back out, if you can give just one day of the week or you're free most days and looking for something to do, well, let me just tell you, the Outreach Committee is working on some amazing things. They're planning school supply drives, supporting a reading program, sponsoring uniform drives so our scholars can show up ready and prepared to learn. They're also working with mentoring dads to help them show up and support and role model for their children. Whether you can help out with a Thanksgiving collaboration or a Christmas celebration, there's a lot to do and we need you. The point is, we need you to join together with the Cave to Chapel Community Outreach Program and let's get some stuff done in our community. Are you ready to sign up? Well, just contact Mae Jones at 601-506-2558. You got it? Or you need it one more time. Here we go. 601-506-2558. Give her a call. She's ready to sign up some volunteers. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad. Not only will I be glad, but I'm going to rejoice in it. Is there anybody else in this house that's glad that the Lord has blessed us to see another Sunday morning? We welcome those that are joining us by way of live streaming. Yes, this is K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, the church where we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to praise his holy and righteous name, for we know that God has been good. He's blessed us to be here because he's good. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for being so good to us. We see crises. We see all types of things happening, not just in Mississippi or America, but we see things happening all over the world. And Lord, we ask that you would just have mercy on those that are going through crises at this time. Father God, thank you now, though, that you have blessed us to be up and able to do all that we can do. And Father God, we ask that your mercy will go into the hospitals. 
Lord, we ask for your mercy on those that are at home, those that are in nursing homes, those that are sick and shut in. Have mercy, if you please. But Father God, for us that are here, we ask that you will bless us. We ask that you will strengthen us. Lord, we ask that you will empower us, that we will give you all of the praises and the glory that you are so deserving of. For Lord God, you've looked out for us. You have protected us from things that we could see. But Lord God, we got sense enough to know that you also protected us from things that we couldn't see. And for that, Lord God, we are grateful for every church door that's open this morning. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Lord, we thank you that there are people that still know that you are God and that you God all by yourself. And Father, we ask that you will continue to give us the strength to be strong against Satan's army. For we know that he has power. But thank God Almighty, you are all powerful. And for that, we are grateful. And we're going to serve you until we die. We're going to serve you and praise your holy name. For you deserve all of our praise. And we would not try to get any credit for any of the good things that happened. We will tell the world that God did it. And we will give you the praise and the glory. We ask that you will accept this prayer in the name of Jesus. And we say amen, amen, and amen. The choir is coming. All right, anybody know God is great? And greatly to be praised. Here we go, y'all. The greatness. The greatness of the Lord is inconceivable. The love that he shows. The love that he shows is unconditional. And the power of the Lord. Oh. Uh -huh. 
scripture lesson this morning is coming from the 117th Psalm, and it reads as follows. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we gather here today under your care and protection. Thank you for your loving kindness that never fails us. We thank you for those with us that you would guide our thoughts and actions to bring you glory. Strengthen us and fill us with your peace. May we love and serve each other as Jesus has shown us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to do your will. In the master's name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Pat, you, you have a habit of saying sometimes there's a simple song. <laughs> Y'all ever hear this? Simple song. Simple song. I want to sing a simple song this morning. Uh -huh. And it simply says, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's it, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's it. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. I don't think they can get any more simple than that. Simply Jesus. Yeah. 
Listen, I'm not by myself. I see some other Jesus lovers out there this morning. Amen. Oh, how I love Jesus. Amen. 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 Good to see each of you this morning. We give God glory, honor, and praise for, yes, this is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and exceedingly glad. We thank you for worshiping with us here in person. And for those of you who are worshiping online, we thank God for you worshiping with us as well. Our distant members, our distant friends, welcome to this worship experience. God is a good God. Amen. 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 Listen, a couple of things I want to remind you of. We're continuing with our awesome August services on this Tuesday. Amen. We got off to a great. Amen. Yeah, if y'all were here this past Tuesday, you know. You know we got off to a great start with Reverend Christopher Davis out of Memphis, Tennessee. Listen, it's going to continue. We got my good friend, Reverend Clavin Lee from the Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Fairfield, California. He will be with us on this Tuesday. Services begin at 7 p.m. You want to make it your business to be in your seat. Amen. Amen. Because we're going to have a mighty good time in the Lord. Amen. 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 I want to remind our young people on next, next week, next Sunday, uh, you can have snow beers, snow cones with our youth director brother Ken Brown after service snow cones with the youth director amen, free for the young people adults have to pay, amen that's what they told me, amen But snow cones for our youth, amen, come on and have some, some fun with our youth, our youth department our youth leaders and our youth director also our K Chapel Health Ministry is recognizing International Overdose Day on August 31st in an effort to bring awareness to substance abuse prevention there are resources Amen. regarding substance abuse in the fellowship hall, uh, on the, um, uh, the, the bulletin board in the fellowship hall. Uh, there are lots of things that our health ministry is uh, going to be doing, is doing, and will continue to do, things that we're going to make available to you. But this is one of those efforts that we want to bring attention to. We know that there is, uh, well, there's all kinds of abuses happening with all kinds of drugs in our communities. Yes, we want to make sure that you are aware of how addiction starts, how it begins, and how you can recognize addiction before it becomes uh, a, a problem that just can't be turned around. We want to make sure you get that information and thank God for our health ministry being on the front lines of that. Congratulations are in order to Stanley Blackman Jr. who is a partner at the Bradley Law Firm in Birmingham, Alabama. He will give uh, the keynote address at Mississippi State University's convocation on Tuesday, August 22nd at 6.30 p.m. So congratulations to Stanley Blackman Jr., amen. Amen, amen. While we're talking about congratulations, we congratulate one of our own, Dr. Loretta Williams, is being recognized by the uh, Girl Scouts, that's right, as women of distinction, one of the five women of distinction. Amen, amen. And so we celebrate, we celebrate our own who are doing amazing things among us. Amen, amen. And as you heard already, the K Chapel Community Outreach is doing some amazing work. There's, listen, let me go ahead and say this. I can't say it right now, but there's some amazing things that are happening. Uh, you're going to hear more about it probably starting next week. Uh, but, but I need, I need, if you are a ministry leader, what I want you to do is grab hold to the examples that are being set among us. Because our ministry leaders are going and getting it. Amen. In a big way. 
I, I, I have a few conversations with them, give them a vision, and they are going and getting it. Amen. And so we're celebrating what all God is doing through our ministry leaders. Ministry doesn't happen just by the pastor, y'all. It happens because we have good people who are following the leadership, who are following the vision, and who are getting the work done. And so we celebrate all that's going on. I want to remind you, K Chapel Community Outreach is doing some amazing work. You may contact Sister Mae Jones at 601 506 2558 to be a part of what's happening with the community outreach program here at Cade Chapel. We do have ministry, ministry emphasis from Sister Gladys Love uh, on girl power. Sister Love, won't you come now? God bless you. Good morning, Kay Chapel. I am Sister Gladys Love, and for the last four years, Sister Fern Anderson and I have been implementing a program called Girl Power. And this program is a mentorship program for girls aged 11 through 16. This is the kickoff for our application phase, and we will restart the program uh, in October. But we will have applications available in the fellowship hall after services that you can pick them up if you're a child, if you're a parent of a child or know of a child that's in that age range, please pick up and fill out an application. Now this program, we meet once a month and this year it will be on the second Saturday. So each month, second Saturday we will meet and during the sessions where we meet, we provide activities that are informative, they're entertaining, and they're also interactive. And they provide strategies for how to do things that will benefit our girls in life. We have five major goals. One of the goals is to be your best self. Then we want to teach girls to use their gifts from God to shine bright every day and to shine into the lives of others. We want to teach them to develop and implement goals to follow their dreams. We want them to make a difference in the world. And as they make that difference, we want them to do their part to change the world. So if you have a girl in that age range, again, 11 through 16, please see that they participate in this program because it is, if I say so myself, an awesome program. So please uh, join us in the fellowship hall after services to get applications. Now you can complete the application there. You can take it home and bring it back to the fellowship hall where a basket will be there. Or you can complete it online through the K Chapel app. Thank you for your attention. It is time to bless the Lord in giving. And just thank God that you're able to give. Thank God that he's a giving God. And I know everybody can give something. Because the God that I serve and the God that you serve is a giving and a good God. At Kate Chapel, we give for at least three reasons. First of all, we give to demonstrate our obedience to God's word. 
we give to demonstrate our thankfulness to God for his provisions. We give to support local and global ministry. For those who are watching by live stream, uh, you can give by texting the number that appears on the screen. By the use of the Cain Chapel uh, app, which appears on the screen, you may bring or mail your offering to 1000 West Ridgeway Street, Jackson, Mississippi. Remember that God loveth a cheerful giver. Oh, 
satisfy our every desire and need. Your word says we should give to you the first fruits of our labor. Accept these tithes and offerings as a gift of our worship to you. Multiply what we give for the effective growth of your kingdom. May we be filled with the fullness of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let the blessed folks say amen. I said let the blessed folks say amen. If, if, if you're not too mean, why don't you tell your neighbor, I know I'm blessed. I, I know I'm blessed. I know I'm blessed. You sitting next to a blessed person. You, you picked the right one this morning. You sitting next to your blessing. I know I'm blessed. I know I'm blessed. You can't fool me. I know. I know. 
I know I'm blessed. I may not have what you have, but I'm still blessed. I may not live where you live, but I'm still. Hey! I'm blessed. Go on and bless him, baby. You can bless him by yourself. That baby knows how to bless him. She getting her dance on right there. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. I know I'm blessed. My God, my God, my God. I know I'm blessed. I know I'm blessed. I ain't, I ain't ashamed to tell the world that I'm blessed. I say, how you know you're blessed? It, let, let me help you. It's not because of what I got. It's because of who I know. It's not because of what I got. It's because of whose I am. I can tell the word. I am blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless his holy, his holy name. Listen, we're blessed here at K Chapel. We're blessed to be able to bring new members in on this morning. Amen. Come on and bless God for our new members, our growth of the church. We thank God that the Lord continues to add to the church as he sees fit. And we want to give the right hand, extend the right hand of fellowship to these new members. Amen. Amen. All of them are coming. Look at there. Look at there. Look at there. Come on in. Come on in. God bless you. Deacons, mothers, come on. Let's fellowship these new members in. Come on. Somebody ought to be blessing the Lord this morning. Somebody ought to be blessing the Lord this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at what the Lord is doing. Look at what the
Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. First Peter 2.24 tells us, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. And that's a good thing, y'all. You know, the other day, the scripture tells us that the question was asked, when did you see me naked and gave me no clothing? When did you see me hungry and then you didn't give me nothing to eat? Thirsty with no water to drink. In prison with nobody to come and visit. God said, when you do it or when you don't do it, to these the least of my servants, you've also done it unto me. Let us continue to pray for all our bereaved families, Kelly and Harrison families, and then recently lost loved ones. Sister Charity Kelly lost her mother, Mrs. River Harrison. The funeral service for Mrs. Harrison will be held on Saturday the 26th at St. John Baptist Church at 11 a.m. In the hospital or nursing homes, Brother Joe Lowry, Mrs. Rosemary Stuckey, Brother Charles Hodge, and Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee. Recovering at home, Sister Linda McKenzie Wilson, Mrs. Annie H. Alexander, Sister Sarah Cooper, Miss Jessica Lee, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Sister Bonnie Scott, Sister Deborah Ledbetter, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thompson Jr., and Brother Jerome Thompson. Those related to church members that church members are asking for prayer for them, Miss Adrian Jetter, Mr. Melvin Scott and Mr. Jeffrey Donald of Mableton, Georgia, and Miss Levencia Clark, who is the granddaughter of Representative Alice Clark. We tell you each week, pray when you can, visit where you can, and every day of your life, just thank the Lord God that you can. Shepherd, yeah, 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 yeah. I 
me to do what honors him the most. That's why I'm saved. That's why I'm saved. That's why I'm saved. Saved in his arms. Because the Lord, he is my shepherd.
while you were singing is that being safe in his arms doesn't mean there won't be some fires. Doesn't mean that there won't be some floods. Doesn't mean that there won't be some storms. But with everything that I've got to go through. Everything I've got to experience. Every sad and depressing moment that I've got to press my way through. I'm safe in his, in his arms. I'm I can get through it in his arms. I can, I can go through it in his arms. I'll be all right in his arms. I might have to go through this, that, and the other, but I'm in his arms. I'm safe. I'm safe. In his, in his arms. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. 
God is a good God. Amen. Good to be here on this morning. Good to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Good to see each of you, my father's children. Yes, I'm preaching. I know some of y'all been. <laughs> I got the word. I heard what y'all been saying. Amen. 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 But before I say a word, I, I want you to help me thank our associate ministers. Amen. Come on, somebody ought to bless God for them. Somebody ought to bless God for them. Amen. Amen. We thank God for them and their service throughout, throughout this summer. For them being dedicated to delivering the word of God for receiving their assignments and doing diligent study to present the word of God to you. Now, I know some of you all are keeping score, and, and, and you, you who are keeping score know that there are two who hadn't said anything yet. I know, I know some of y'all keeping score. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Don't worry. Don't worry. They're coming. They're coming. They, they already know when they're coming. Amen. We're going to make sure they get up. They're going to get their chance to give the word to. Amen. We ain't going to leave nobody out. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. But for, for now, pastor is back in the saddle. Amen. Psalm 117. Psalm 117. Psalm 117. These words you will find recorded. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people, for his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I, I want to talk from the subject this morning, short and to the point. Short <laughs> and to the point. Uh, there is something to be said for things that are kept short, for things that are made simple. One of my, one of my college professors uh, oftentimes reminded us when it was time to write a paper, uh, she reminded us of the KISS acronym, KISS, K-I-S-S. Yeah, you, you know, keep it simple and short. Some of y'all know it a different way, but I, that, that's what she taught me. Keep it simple and short. Short and simple. Because Why? Because sometimes people can get taken in by their own thoughts, caught up in their own words, awed by their own oratory, and intrigued by their own intellect, so much so that they then get lost in their own language. But this morning, in the spirit of this psalm, and and, and, and I would be preaching, practicing, preaching malpractice if I did not do what the title of the sermon says and be short and to the point. Short and to, now I hear somebody saying, Reverend, don't cheat us. You haven't preached for a while. Come on and give it to us. Come, don't, don't, don't balk on us. But please understand, please understand that things can be short without being shallow. 
I'm a preacher in just a minute. Things can be short without being shallow. Things can be simple and still have substance. The book of Jude consists of only one chapter with 25 verses, but in this short book of the New Testament, it ends with that powerful benediction, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. It's short, but it's not shallow. It's short, but it's not shallow. Peter prayed the shortest prayer in all of the Bible when out on the Sea of Galilee, he called out to his master, Lord, save me. And with those three words, Jesus extended his hand and lifted Peter out of the water to keep him from sinking. Why? Because short does not mean it's shallow. Wish I had a witness in here. Simone Biles is four foot eight inches tall, but in that short frame is a powerhouse of energy and a depth of profundity with sheer will, and that is allowing her to make a comeback to compete in next year's Olympics in Paris because short is neither an indication of shallowness or insufficiency. Why is that important? Because I need somebody to understand this morning that in this life, you might be short on some things, but if you have God on your side, you will never be insufficient. I, I really feel like preaching right there. You, you may be short on some stuff, but if God is on your side, you'll never be insufficient. Come here, Elijah. Elijah went to the widow's house and asked her to make him a cake. She said, Elijah, I would, but I'm short on ingredients. I was going to make myself a cake and my son a cake. We were going to eat that and die. Elijah said, I know you're short on flour, but don't be short on faith. Have enough faith to go and make me a cake like, you, like I asked you to. And you know what? What happened she made him a cake and the flour was there the next day the oil was there the next day she came the next day the flour was there the oil was there she came the next day the flour was there the oil was well why because although she was short on flour she was not short on the father although there was a shortage on oil the almighty did not have a shortage because even if you're short in Christ, there is never a shortage. You don't believe me? Meet me, meet me over in Cana. Jesus was there for a wedding reception. And you know what happens at the wedding reception. The party got going. The drink started flowing. Talk to me if you will. Don't look at me like that. You've been to the wedding reception. You, the, when the preacher leaves, y'all be ready for the preacher to leave. Y'all be ready. You, you're holding us up, preacher. You done, you done hooked them up. Go on and ain't you got to get ready for tomorrow, preacher? Go on and study. But Jesus stayed right there. He wanted to see what was going to happen. The drink started flowing and, and you know what happened. They, they ran short on the wine. They ran short on the wine, but, but even though there was a shortage on wine, there was not a shortage in the vine. Don't you remember he said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him shall bring forth much fruit. In other words, in Jesus there is no shortage, nor is there ever any insufficiency. Somebody still doesn't believe me. Okay, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you to where the disciples are. Talk to the disciples. They'll tell you one day Jesus told us to feed 5,000 folk. It was more than 5,000, but we just counted the men. And we knew it was 5,000 because we grouped them in the groups of 50. We sat them down and we counted them by ourselves. There were 5,000 men, not including the women and the children. 
Somebody said, well, now what we're going to do? We know what the county is now. We got to feed them. Judas, you got anything? Don't look at me. Nathaniel, you got anything? You know I'm out. Peter, do you have anything? Nobody had anything until they went to a little lad. Little lad had two fish and five loaves of bread. They brought that to Jesus thinking it was a shortage. But he said, put it in my put it in my hands he blessed it and break it and when he blessed it and gave it to God bread came out of bread and fish came out of fish why because even though you might be short there's never a shortage in in Jesus Christ all I'm trying to tell you this morning is that even when you're short if you're short on money short on patience short on understanding short on your ability to forgive that if you are connected to God there is an eternal supply of sufficiency Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians 9 and 8 and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you would always have all sufficiency in all things that you may abound unto every good work you're never short in Jesus. This Psalm, this Psalm 117, Bill, is a short Psalm. In fact, it's the shortest Psalm in the whole Psalter. Two verses, 33 words, and that's it. It would be, Pat, what we call a simple Psalm. But don't confuse simple with simplistic. You, you do know that some of the best songs are simple songs that convey complex truths. Simple songs that contain substantive ideas. Simple songs that carry significant meaning. Don't sleep on simple songs. It's a simple song straight from Psalm 113 that has been sung for years and years in this church and churches all over the world. The song simply is praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Jesus, blessed Savior, he's worthy. It's a simple song, but it's a complex truth. Simple song simply says from verse 3, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Don't sleep on simple songs. Listen to the simple song straight from Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He has done great things. He has done great things. He has done great things. Bless his holy name. Name, simple song, straight from Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Simple song from Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Don't sleep on simple songs. Just because they are simple does not mean that they are simplistic. This simple psalm has substance to it. This short psalm expresses theological depth and contains practical wisdom through an economy of words. It is short, but it's to the point. And here's the first point that this psalm makes. Point number one, your worship should exclusively belong to the Lord. That's the first point. Your worship should exclusively belong to the Lord. Listen to verse 1 again. Oh, praise 
the Lord. All ye nations, praise him. All ye people, praise the Lord. Now, now when we read and we see uh, this, this text, we read and we hear one word twice, that word being praise. But in the Hebrew text, the first word praise is a different word. It's hallel. Hallel is the root word to the word hallelujah. It conveys the idea of drawing others' attention to an object that has been beautified. Hallel is to say, look at and celebrate with me this great thing that has occurred. Hallel, hallelujah, the highest praise. Look at and celebrate with me this great thing. So the psalmist begins this psalm by saying, I want you to direct your attention. Direct your adoration, direct your celebration to the Lord. Hallel. But the second use of the word praise is not hallel. It's the Hebrew word shabak. Oh, praise the Lord. That's hallel. Praise him is shabak. And shabak means to address in a loud tone. I'm going somewhere. Shabbat means to open your mouth and let it be known. Shabbat is to unashamedly declare and decry the goodness of God. So in the first verse, the psalmist makes two points about praise. The first is that our praise of the Lord ought to bring the attention of others to the Lord. Watch this. What he's saying is your praise ought to be so convincing and so compelling and so inviting that others want to get in on giving God their own hallelujah. Your hallelujah ought to be so potent and so powerful that folks sitting on your pew can't be still because when they hear you shout it makes them remember of what God all shut what God did for them and when they would be still and hold their arms and hold their feet because your praise is so strong they can't sit there and be quiet but they gotta give them a hallelujah I wish I had some folk in this house who didn't mind what their neighbor was doing but knew that because God was good to you, I'm going to praise him for myself. Your praise ought to be so concentrated. Your praise ought to be so elevated that when others hear you and see you giving praise that they see such an authentic expression of worship that it then frees them to worship. In other words, if he can shout, so can I. If she can dance, I know I can. If he can clap his hands, I got something to clap him for. If he can say, thank you, Jesus, I know God has been good to me. They're not the only ones that's been blessed in here. I've been blessed and I, I'm not going to let this side get all the praise. I'm going to praise him over here. I'm not going to let my, 
That's the Hallel part of praise the Lord. Praising the Lord in such a way that it invites others to celebrate the Lord with you. But how do you do that? Here it is. You Shabbat him. Which means that when you worship, you can't be scared. <laughs> when you worship, you, you, you can't be scared and, and, and pensive and, and passive, but you need to boldly worship the Lord. That's what Shabbat is, loud praise. And I know, I know, I know we in a church and every now and then somebody say, Reverend, it don't take all that, but, but if I'm going to Shabbat him, it does take all that because I can't worship him loudly with a closed mouth. I can't worship him loudly and not open my... Some of y'all looking at me right now and saying, Reverend, why you got to be like that? And why you got to do all that? If you've been through what I've been through, if you've seen what I've seen, you don't judge my praise because you ain't been in my predicament. You, you can't judge my worship because you have not shared my worry. But if you know what God has done for you. So you need to boldly worship the Lord. Unashamedly worship the Lord. Energetically worship the Lord. Actively worship the Lord demonstrably worship the Lord intentionally worship the Lord visibly worship the Lord vocally worship the Lord triumphantly worship the Lord exuberantly worship the Lord loudly worship the Lord and if you get on your neighbor's nerve keep on worshiping the Lord keep on worshiping the Lord Here's the point. Here's the point, y'all. I don't want you to miss it. Shorten to the point. Here's the point that we cannot miss. The point is that your worship goes to the Lord. And when you're worshiping the Lord, you're not looking at anybody else. He says, worship the Lord, not your job. Worship the Lord, not your house. Worship the Lord, not your money. Worship the Lord, not your education. Worship the Lord, not your car. Worship the Lord, not your clothes. Worship the Lord. Why? Because worship belongs exclusively to the Lord. Exclusively to the Lord. It was the Lord that gave you your life. It is the Lord that is keeping you alive. It is the Lord that opened that door. It is the Lord that closed that door. It is the Lord that woke you up this morning. It is the Lord that brought you through your tough times. It is the Lord that kept you from losing your mind. It was the Lord that kept that tornado from taking you out. It was the Lord that kept that bullet from killing you. It was the Lord that kept the fire from destroying you. It was the Lord. So your worship belongs exclusively to the Lord. But wait, there's another point. There's another point in verse 1. You thought because it was short, it was shallow, but I'm trying to show you. Point number 2. Worship universally belongs to the Lord. 
Worship universally belongs to the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. Nations in the Hebrew is the word gal, G-O-W-Y, gal. Gal specifically means foreign. So the psalmist is not writing to Jewish folk. He's saying, praise ye the Lord, you foreigners. You Gentiles, you, you who don't even have a covenant relationship with the Lord, you praise him too. Did, did y'all get, he said, why? Because even though if you don't recognize him, you still belong to him. He still created you. This is my father's world. This is the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. That means all of us and all of this belongs to the Lord. He says, so everybody ought to praise him. No matter your race, you praise him. No matter your nationality, you praise him. No matter your cultural background, you praise him. Why? Because God has given to each of us a soul that can only be satisfied by the Lord. And all of mankind should praise the Lord. All ye nations, praise him, all ye people. Short and to the point, last point and I'm done. Tell you what I'm going to hold you. Last point that the psalmist makes is that not only should our worship exclusively belong to the Lord. And not only should our worship be universally given to the Lord. But here he tells us the why of both of these. Because God generously extends himself to us. And he's done two verses, 33 words. He says, you ought to praise him exclusively. You ought to worship him universally. And here's why. Because God generously extends himself to all of us. Verse 2 says, for his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. The psalmist brings to our attention that exclusive worship makes sense. And universal worship of the Lord is in order because God's merciful kindness is great toward us. And when you think about it, we owe God a great debt for his merciful kindness. You can sit there and be quiet if you want to. But all of us owe God a great debt for his merciful kindness. Almost 7 million people died during the pandemic. But billions were saved. And you are in the number of the billions. We owe God a great debt for his merciful kindness. We got through a water crisis here in Jackson. We've been through extended power outages, tornadoes in Rolling Fork, Moss Point, and Lewin, Mississippi. We owe God a great debt for his merciful kindness. I wish I had a witness in here. 
God has been good to us and he continues to be kind and merciful to us and we owe him a great debt not only for his merciful kindness but also for his truth that endures forever. I'm through y'all but my soul is happy because the truth of the Lord endures forever. What does that mean, Pat? That means that I can stand on what the Lord has promised. I can trust in what the Lord has said. I can depend on whatever God has promised. Why? Because the Lord's promises are yea and amen. Do I have a witness here? In critical times, I trust in his truth. In trying times, I trust in his truth. In confusing times, I trust in his truth. The truth that says in spite of what happens in my life, I've got a God who will never leave nor forsake me. Do I have a witness here? I stand on the promises, the promises that said that what the enemy meant for evil, God will use it for my good. Good God Almighty, I stand on the promises that say even the youth shall faint and the youth shall be weary. The young men shall utterly fail, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. I stand on the promises that say the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I stand on the promises that remind me in the time of trouble. He shall hide me in his secret pavilion. I stand on the promises that say no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I stand on the promises that say my God shall supply my need according to his riches that are in glory. Is there anybody in here that's standing on the promises? You ought to say today, I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. On the promises of God. Why? Because his truth endures forever. That means heaven and earth will pass away. But his word, his truth is going to stand forever. Presidents will come and go. But his truth will stand forever. Governors will be elected and, and unelected. But his truth will stand forever. Even pastors will come. And pastors will go. But his truth will stand forever. 
Don't get too caught up in yourself. Deacons, trustees, officers, members, all of us, our flesh is but grass that will come and will go. But his truth will stand forever. 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 That's why I'm standing. I'm standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Hallelujah. Let the church say amen. If there's anybody here this morning who's ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you're ready to stand on the promise that, that Jesus' blood will wash you and cleanse you and save you. You're ready to stand on the promise that salvation is a gift that once given, it will never be taken back. You're ready to stand on the promise that Jesus' blood, his sacrifice on Calvary's cross, is enough to keep you saved right now. You ready to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? The doors of the church are open. You can come now by letter, by Christian experience, as a candidate for baptism. The doors of the church are open. Come on right now. The doors of the church standing. Standing. I'm standing. Standing. Standing on. Standing on the promises of Christ. Standing. Keep on standing. standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Oh, I'm standing. Standing. Standing on the promises of Christ. I Shout and sing Standing on Standing on the promises of God Come on everybody stand to your feet Let's declare it Keep on
may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Hey, listen, listen. I forgot to do one thing, y'all. I just forgot to do one thing. Help me, help me celebrate, help me celebrate. Uh, Jennifer and Dorian, it's their seventh wedding anniversary this morning. Amen. Happy seventh year. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Go in peace.